0: You are listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. With Sandy Almandaras, editor in chief. Brought to you by SupplySide East, April 9 through 10 in Secaucus, New Jersey.
1: Hi and welcome to a Healthy Insider podcast. I am Sandy, and I am freshly home from Expo West, Natural Product Expo West 2019, and on the phone I've got Josh Long, who is Insider's legal and regulatory editor. Hi, Josh.
0: Hey, Sandy.
1: So he's also back from the show. He got back a little bit before I did, but um, we are here to talk about the legal uh, and regulatory trends that Josh saw at Expo West, and I'm sure it is no surprise that our first topic is going to be on CBD and hemp oil. Josh was part of a panel during the hemp and CBD summit that was on Tuesday of the show uh, before the, sh- the Expo Hall opened. Um, so, Josh, can you give us some takeaways from that summit?
0: Well, Todd, our colleague Todd Runstead with New Hope and Natural Products Insider moderated. It was an all-day summit. He did a fantastic job. And they talked about everything from science to legal compliance to business issues to retailer issues. It was a fantastic uh, day. All things CBD. There was uh, The room was absolutely packed. It was actually an overflow room where people were watching, um, watching it on a video screen. So let's just say the amount of interest in CBD is phenomenal. You can't run into somebody at Expo West without talking about hemp or CBD, it seems like. So everybody's talking about it. It's just at least right now, it's all the rage. And the last session, I had the opportunity to moderate with three attorneys, Jonathan Miller of the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, Rend Mondri at Amin Talati, and Jason Sapson at Bagri, Baker Daniels in Boulder, Colorado. We talked about the 2018 Farm Bill signed by President Trump. We talked about what's happening at the state level, and we also talked about the Food and Drug Administration. There's just lots happening right now. And it's really difficult to stay on top of all the developments. I mean, every day there's there's a new development it seems. So it's a it's a very exciting area, and it's a and it's an area that's evolving all the time. Oh,
1: so true. Did you happen to have any conversations with CBD folks on the show floor?
0: I had an opportunity to interview a few women CEOs about uh, you know about about the, the business and and the way it's evolving. And, you know, they're obviously uh, very excited about the industry. I think there's there's definitely some concerns from from people that have been in it for a few years now about the the disparity and the quality of products and the fact that there's so many new emerging players that are trying to take advantage of this uh, evolving market. I think there's concerns that there's a lot of, I don't even want to call them bad actors, but just people that don't have a lot of resources, don't exactly know what they're doing. So for the consumer, it may be difficult for he or she to uh, distinguish between a quality product, a product that's in compliance with you know, various regulations, a product that's actually going to be you know, effective. So there's just so much going on in this industry. It's, it's unbelievable how much excitement there is. But there's there's a lot of concerns, too, that uh, the government needs to catch up to the market. The government's probably five, six years behind what the market's done, and now it's trying to play catch-up. Which kind of which kind of leads me to the to the legal panel where we talked about what's going on at the federal and state level and it's really all over the place right now.
1: All right. Well, I don't I don't want to leave uh, leave CBD behind quite yet. You did mention that that the explosive growth and yeah, I agree that you can't talk to any you couldn't talk to anyone really at Expo West without talking about CBD. I attended the member meeting of the American Herbal Products Association on Wednesday and. Marielle Weindrob from Eurofin spoke, and she said that three or four years ago there were about six CBD products at Expo Hall, and now there's over 150. And I imagine there's probably even more than that. Um, folks flying under the radar, bringing their CBD product in. And oh, yes, there's yeah, there's just tons tons of interest. And again, um, an OPA panel said what we need we need some CBD standards so folks like consumers as well as the, the brands who are bringing these products to market understand that the quality issue we need some sort of standards that everyone's going to follow that's applied you know this is full spectrum means this you know and uh, we need to make sure that uh, the I mean standards beyond just the zero three percent THC level which uh, was mandated by by the farm bill She's predicting that there's going to be a bottleneck in production scale-up. You know, There's not going to be enough product to, to supply the demand. And that's, of course, always a recipe for adulteration and quality concerns. Um, our biggest concern is going to be if there is a, a, a safety issue as, as more and more money is poured in and there's less supply available. Um, so again, back to those standards. They are also predicting Um, Ashish Talati from Amit Talati noted that class actions are gonna start in this space. So uh, get ready for that. But to help consumers better trust these products, um, Michael McGuffin, the president of APA, noted that uh, he is aware of some big traditional herbal companies that are gonna introduce CBD products. So hopefully they will bring with them the quality and, and heft that consumers can already trust. So it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: Absolutely. Now you mentioned quality. I mean, that, again, the market is so far ahead of the government because in, in the Farm Bill, you would think the Farm Bill would actually create clarity because it removed hemp from the Controlled Substances Act, right? Which was a, which, which was a monumental development, but it also didn't preempt states from um, regulating the production of hemp and having more stringent laws on the books. For example, you know, prohibiting uh, the sale of hemp-based products in their state. They can't interfere with interstate commerce. So. Let's say you have an 18-wheeler. He's going through a very conservative state. Law enforcement in that state can't, can't stop that uh, truck from moving on to his you know, destination point if he's carrying a truckload of uh, farm bill-compliant hemp. But the, but the problem is because the farm bill did not preempt the states, the states are free to kind of do what they want in a lot of respects, and that's created even more confusion, actually. During the panel with Rend Almandri at uh, the last legal panel, she highlighted some of the different states and what they're up to, um, and this is just kind of a case in point of just how confusing this is. So, Idaho, South Dakota, Nebraska, continue to take the position that CBD, including hemp C CBD, is illegal under state law. California, Maine, North Carolina, and Texas have adopted FDA's position that hemp A CBD cannot be a dietary supplement or food ingredient. In several states only allow for the use of CBD under certain medical conditions like Oklahoma and Tennessee. Then just today, I read an article about South Carolina, and the uh, one of the officials there, the assistant commissioner for the South Carolina Department of Agriculture, says CBD is, quote, completely legable. When you put it into food, it changes the definition. So a gummy bear or chocolate coffee or drink or anything that's sold with CBD isn't allowed in the product. So it's no wonder that people are absolutely... Positively confused about this area. It's it's almost impossible to keep up with what's happening. It's 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 unbelievable in a, in a way. And then you have the FDA. You have the commissioner of the FDA, Commissioner Gottlieb, who says he's uh, he was deeply focused on the CBD issue. A testimony before Congress just a week or two ago, and eyeing a potential rulemaking which would allow CBD to be sold in a food or dietary supplement. And if that's too onerous of a process, he you know suggested going to Congress and trying to figure out a legislative solution, and then we find out that he is resigning from the agency or leaving the agency, and so, you know, industry is scratching its head going, well, was that a priority of the commissioner that he was really focused on the CBD issue, or is that a priority across the agency? In other words, when the commissioner leaves, is CBD going to take a back seat, or will the FDA really look at, a, you know, potential rulemaking? So it's... Uh, Again, it's very exciting, but it's extremely confusing.
1: Yes, and on the, the Gottlieb uh, note. So I remember two years ago being at XOS, and that's when um, his, you know, he was announced that he was going to be the commissioner. And then here we are this time, same same show, but uh, quite quite different news. As far as what I'm hearing um, after Dr. Gottlieb said he was leaving, is that. Um, we were all really excited and happy and we were like hey maybe this is going to be you know this guy's going to be on our side and we'll be able to get a pathway for cbd products into the market but now of course what does that mean but people are saying that the momentum is way too strong from consumers that um maybe Gottlieb leaving will slow the process down but it, it will certainly will not stop it
0: right And I I did, we did reach out directly to FDA and asked about the commissioner leaving and how that would affect uh, CBD. And I'll just read a brief statement from a spokesperson over at FDA. Um, It it doesn't give you much to work with. It says, uh, the FDA quote is committed to advancing its public health mission and is confident that the important policies outlined on a number of key issues will continue to move forward. So interpret that as you, as however you want to do. So I guess.
1: Right, and I mean, of course, we maybe we can read in between the lines. Would, you you had an interview with um, Stephen Tave a, a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Who, know, who knows how time flies these days? But before Gottlieb um, announced his resignation, but after he made a statement, some statements about modernizing the enforcement of FDA, and it sounded like Stephen Tave was saying, you know, this we're we're going to move forward. Um, Gottlieb's uh, comments don't really change anything about how the FDA is thinking or thought about how it enforcement has enforcement action. So maybe we could say that, uh, that he would say the same thing about Gottlieb leaving.
0: Yeah, I don't really know about the CBD issue because, I, I, honestly, I think um, when it comes to CBD, because it's such a hot political potato, with all due respect to uh, Mr. Tape, um, I think he would even acknowledge that it's beyond his pay grade, so to speak, the CBD issue. Um, that's an, that's that's an issue across the agency. So I don't think you know Stephen Tave is not uh, is not leading the CBD uh, debate or conversations at FDA. I think that's something that's going to involve a lot of people from a lot of different parts of the agency. Interesting.
1: Well, thank you so much, Josh. Is there anything else to cover before we let you go?
0: No, I think it, I think it's just all CBD, all hemp, all the time. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much, Josh, for being our legal eyes and ears at Natural Products Expo West this year.
0: All right, Shani, thanks. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the supplement industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud accounts. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side East, April nine through ten in Secaucus, New Jersey.